the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Recorded earlier for release at this time. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater, starring America's great Western singers, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, the Riders of the Purple Sage. There's a rainbow over the range, and the skies are blue again. The rolling thunder spills in the far-off hills. There's a rainbow over the range. Hear the cowboys yippee-i-o, while the dough is mill and low. The sun is riding high in the prairie sky. There's a rainbow over the range. I've been told there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow lane. But I found the trail, just a magic veil that's born in the wind and rain. It's a grand and glorious day, and the clouds have rolled away. The fading thunder stills in the far-off hills. There's a rainbow over the rain. I've been told there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow lane But I found the trail, just a magic veil that's born in the wind and rain It's a grand and glorious day, and the clouds have rolled away The fading thunder stills in the far-off hills, there's a rainbow over the rain Hello, friends. It was a wise man who first recognized that the folk songs of a nation are the key to its people's heart. Here's an American folk song, and I believe after you hear it, you'll know more surely than ever we are a nation of home folks. The song is called, I Know There's Somebody Waiting. I know there is somebody waiting At the end of the lane I know there is someone who loves me And there I'll be welcome again For someday my footsteps will lead me As I lay on my pillow There's a vision of home Comes to me Far away Neath an old weeping willow Is a place I keep longing to see By the door it's an old gray-haired lady Who 
hands as she rocks to and fro. And I pray that I'll soon be returning to that land of the sweet long ago. I know there is somebody waiting in the house at the end of the lane. I know there is someone who loves me, and there I'll be welcome again. For someday my footsteps will lead me to a place I am longing to see, and I know. Cooking for a roundup crew was a man's job, and a tough one it was too. Half the time, the cook was short of water or fuel, or some careless cowboy would ride too close and kick dust in the food. Under the circumstances, getting any meal together was a struggle. Getting a good meal was a triumph. It's a lot easier these days to make all your meals good meals, especially when you serve fine-tasting, flavor-rich Weber's bread. Notice how fast the bread tray needs refilling. Notice how Weber's bread makes every meal more satisfying, more filling. There's real nourishment too in every fine textured slice of good Weber's bread. It's vitamin enriched for the most in bodybuilding food values. So buy a loaf of fresh, tender Weber's bread—the good bread for better meals. Riders of the Purple Sage and a real song of the real West, riding down that old Texas trail. Riding down that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail. Oh, my darling, stay at home, please don't go on the road, don't go riding down that old Texas trail. This is the tale of the cowboy. Who dwells on that old Texas trail? When a man would never fail when he rides down the trail to find the pretty gal that he loves. Riding down that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail. Oh my darling, stay at home, please don't go on the road, don't go riding down that old Texas trail. Don't go on the road. Don't go riding down there. 
nights is gray. Now this is the song of my darling. I've been down that old Texas trail. Oh, I've had lots of fun, but my roaming days are done, and I won't ride that old Texas trail. Riding down that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail. Oh, my darling, stay at home, please don't go on the road, don't go riding down that old Texas trail. Well, it's time now for Foy Willing and the riders of the Purple Sage to tell us another of their adventures in the West. This week, their story is a fantasy, which they call The Fugitive. Modern methods of travel and communication have brought a miraculous change to the West. Ranchers take their families to the great markets and are home again in less than a day now. Outlaws no longer travel highways with insolent freedom. And yet, mark these words well. There are places in the West, even yet, to which change has not come. Places that, by the very nature of their location, are set apart from the outside. Strangers seldom enter the Valley of Black Bear though the riders of the Purple Sage did. They entered through the high mountain pass at night. Darkness and rain covered their trail as they went down into the flatland below, searching for a fugitive. Oh, we won't find no fugitive this kind of a night. He'll be holed up somewhere keeping dry. Ain't that a wagon up ahead on the road, boy? Sure is. Woman on the seat and a man leading the horses. Guessing that's so bad, he has to lead him to keep on the road. We'll stick close and stay on the road ourselves. Hello! Oh! Oh, boy! Well, what is it? Come here to the wagon. What do you want? Somebody's sitting beneath that tree we just passed. I saw him. Well, then call. We can't let a man be without shelter on a night like this. You know what happened beneath that tree a year ago? Call him, I said. I promise at your husband's bedside when he died, I'd watch out for you. I'm not going to put you in danger. Oh, I said. Very well. Hey, you. Yes? We're from the ranch three miles ahead. You want to ride along with us? I should be very happy to do so. This is certainly no night to be out of doors. Good evening. Good evening. Ride in the wagon with her. I have to go ahead and lead the horses. Take the box from him, Otto. No. No, I'll keep the box. It's small. I can put it beneath my coat. The box must stay dry at all costs. Well, as you wish. You're fortunate anyone happens to be on the road at this hour of a stormy night, mister. We wouldn't be except Mrs. Decatur thought you had... Oh, drive on now. You'll have to excuse my foreman. He's a man of ignorance and superstition. You see, almost a year ago, Philip Carver killed his brother under that tree where you were sitting. Otto probably thinks you're the brother's ghost still hoping about the scene. You gonna stay here at the ranch, boy? Yeah, let's wait on the porch for her. This guy she helped might be the fugitive we're looking for. Rain. Who is it? What do you want? We're acting for Sheriff Waterbury, Miss Decatur. Looking for a fugitive. Well, stay where you are until I light a match. There. Yes, you could be from the sheriff. He thought that, uh... You must excuse my not having a lantern, but after three dry seasons in a row, there's no money to buy oil. Now, what is it you want? A posse is out with Sheriff Waterbury searching for a fugitive who was seen headed this way. 
We came here you because... You'd done better if you'd minded your own affairs. You, uh, haven't seen any strangers then. The report says he's of average bill, probably 45 or 50 years old, and tired. What crime has he done? Murder. Have you seen anyone answering that description, Mrs. Decatur? Oh, a thousand people. Every rancher, every man in the valley looks 45 or 50 years old and tired these days. All right, Mrs. Decatur, we'll be moving along. Thanks anyway. Come on, Al, Johnny. Well, I don't think we ought to give up this easy point. Not when the sheriff said the murderer would head for this place. We're not giving up. But as long as she doesn't want to cooperate, we'll just stick around and work alone. Otto! It looks like something might start to happen right away. Otto, come in the house. I want to talk with you about our visitor. Okay. Yeah, Al. I guess you're right. Maybe things will begin to happen right away. Where is our guest, Otto? You said he preferred to spend the night in the barn. He's not just an ordinary man, Mrs. Decatur. He's something oh, more... Oh, stop this. Stop your words of superstition and ignorance. But he said misfortune and disaster follow his trail. He said we'd been kind to him. He didn't want to bring bad luck to us. You're lying. You told him to sleep in the barn. Well, ask him if I did. He's lying on the straw, wearing his wet clothes, and clutching that small box as though it contained all the treasures of the world. Go to the bunkhouse, Otto. No, wait. One thing more. How would you describe this man? Well, he's 45 or 50. About the same size as most men. And he looks tired. Huh. Those who are more than merely men always have a look of tiredness about them. Comes from being hunted, from living in the night. Bring him to me in the morning, Otto. I want to talk with him. Your foreman said you wanted to see me, Mrs. Decatur. Yes, sit down. I don't like men who hunt other men. If I had my way those who hunt other men would be wiped from the face of the earth. Sheriffs, police, rangers, all of them. You had a visitor? Men from the sheriff's office. That was uh, to be expected, I guess. Are you a fugitive? A man who committed murder? I am. What made you kill? Anger, jealousy. It happened long ago. They've never caught me, but I've been punished. I've had to go on with the hunter, always one step behind, ready to set a trap unless I keep moving. No one will dare lay hands on you if you stay here. You'll work for me. No. No, that won't do. You see, wherever I go, misfortune and disaster must follow. Do you think I'm an ignorant, superstitious woman to believe in such things? They're true. And even if I did, my hatred for men with guns would be stronger than superstition. I'm a common criminal, a murderer. I hate those who hunt men for any reason. All people do, until a crime has been committed against themselves. And then those whose hate is the strongest cry the loudest for the hunters. That's not true with me. You'll stay here, work on my ranch. Mrs. Decatur. Mrs. Decatur, turning off the highway, riding toward the Oh, house. you're interrupting. It's Mr. Woodman, the banker from town. He's coming here. Why should that cause any excitement? I'll go see the banker. He's probably come just for a social call. That's the only reason he would have for coming here. Our guest is choosy about his work, Mrs. Decatur. I asked him to plant fruit trees and he refused. Said he was willing to do anything except a job that required him to disturb the ground. Huh. 
said any ground cultivated by his hands would become barren. Otto, my husband confided many of his secrets to you. He trusted you in all things. He did. Did he mention borrowing money three years ago? Three years ago, the ranch was prosperous. He didn't need money. The banker claims to hold a note signed by my husband. He says he'll give us three days, and if I don't pay, he'll take the ranch. It's disaster. Our visitor admitted misfortune and disaster followed in his footsteps. Don't talk like a fool. When we saw him, he was seated in the exact spot where Philip Carver murdered his brother. Our visitor couldn't have had anything to do with a note signed three years ago. But the banker came into view at the very moment our visitor was promising to stay here. Well, I'll ride down and see the lawyer. I'll find out if they're really distant. Or if it's sometimes... See what happens. Right. Johnny and I'll stay here to guard the ranch. Get back as soon as you can. What'd you find out, Al? Well, she had to pay the money? Well, the lawyer told her to give the amount of the debt to some disinterested person. And the banker will give this same disinterested person the note her husband is supposed to have signed. Then he'll be held in trust until a court decides what to do. Where's she get the money, though? Well, that's the catch. In order to get the money, she'll have to sell just about everything she's got. But it is a way out. Rain started again. We better head for shelter. Yeah, and fast. The sky's really opening up. Decatur, I gotta go outside. This storm will drown every animal. Don't and... run the risk. If you go out, you may be drowned too. Look at him, standing there, his head bowed. I tell you, he's more than merely a man. He... The storm didn't come because of him. He's not at fault. Disaster and misfortune. Don't follow... repeat that phrase again. The storm is washing away the buildings, drowning out cattle. You won't have half the money you need to put in trust. <laughs> nothing left. How could there be anything left? Twelve inches of rain in less than 24 hours. Buildings washed away. Grain destroyed. Cattle drowned. You lose the ranch. There's no question about that. None. I'm going to find out for sure whether or not this is his fault. You're talking like a man. He wouldn't agree to till in the soil. He said any soil touched by his hands would become barren. You haven't got anything to lose now. Otto. We'll make an excuse to find out. I'll force him to till the soil. We'll make certain whether there's something more than human about him. He's planting trees now, all right. It's only superstition. And I got this. The box he always carried. He dropped it when I ordered him to plant the trees. More than likely, he's a thief, too. More than likely, this box is filled with his loot. And if it is, and the soil becomes barren, the loot will belong to you. It'll repay you for all the... Wait. The box is empty. There's nothing in it except a piece of paper. Come on, Mrs. Decatur. Come on, let's look at the soil. And if it's barren, I'll take the law into my own hands. Such things don't happen, they... Look! <gasps> Streaks of white. It's alkali. Nothing will ever grow on this soil again. He told us the truth. The soil is barren. The disaster. The misfortunes have come through him. I didn't believe him. I said it was superstition. We've got to kill him. We've got to stop him from doing more. Well, come on, come on. We'll kill him with our own hands. Let me help, Otto. I want to help. Where are you? Yes? What is it? Who are you? 
Why did you Don't come here? Don't waste words, Otto. Don't run risks. Kill him now. Do you remember what I said about those whose hatred for the hunters of men was strongest? I said they cried more loudly than the rest when they themselves would. Uh, I have him. Away. I'll choke the very life out of him. His jacket. I tore his jacket. And there on his chest. Oh, a mark. A brand on his chest. An angel holding a flaming sword. It's the mark of God or the devil. He is more than merely man. Bind him. Bind him hand and foot. Leave him here in this room. There are no windows and only one door. You go for the sheriff's men. Let them take care of him. They'll know what to do about the mark. It won't frighten them. Father, to tie your horses. If he's bound hand and foot, there's no reason to worry. No, there's no reason. We found him at the spot on the road where Philip Carver killed his brother. Now, let's not get excited. He admitted he was a fugitive. He killed a man in anger. And he admitted disaster and misfortune following his trail. Those are his own words. That's superstition. Yeah, nothing yeah. to that. The moment he was agreeing to stay with us, the banker appeared with his debt. Then the rains came. Cattle were drowned. Grain was washed away. Buildings destroyed. He warned us if he tilled the soil, it'd become barren. And it did. When Otto and I tried to lay hold on him, the mark appeared on his chest. Otto, is everything all right? I got him inside. Good, good. I was afraid he would have escaped. All right, let's open up. We'll take him right back to town. Then the danger will be over. We got you covered. Come on out with your hands in the... He's gone. Nobody's there. Why, it's impossible. I didn't leave the door. He couldn't have gotten away. Well, he's not here. He was more than merely man. Did you find out anything about him? Uh, Did he talk any? He had a small box. I took it. There was nothing inside but a paper with words written on it. You have the paper, Mrs. Decatur. What does it say? I'm afraid it won't help much. Quotation from the Bible. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Behold... Thou hast driven me from the face of the earth, and from thy face I be hid, and I will be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. That's all the paper says. It's an account of the punishment the Lord visited upon Cain after Cain killed his brother Abel. When Cain tilled the soil, the soil always became barren. There's no record that Cain was ever caught. He's supposed to have been left to wander the earth, carrying the mark that was set upon him. It can't be. Not this man. Not this man who was here. The gun-toting cowboy has often been labeled a lawless troublemaker. Actually, though, the gun was just as much a part of his regular equipment as boots and saddle. In that lonely country, a man had to be able to take care of himself in case of accident. A gun might summon help, kill a rattlesnake, head off a stampede. It was indispensable, just as indispensable as that good loaf of Weber's bread at mealtimes. 
Yes, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, someone's sure to say, pass the bread. And in Southern California, it's most likely to be Weber's bread. Dependably tender, fresh, and fine-tasting Weber's bread with all the rich, satisfying flavor of whole grain. All the light, delicate texture of fine white bread. Buy a loaf of good Weber's bread in the blue and white gingham wrapper. You'll like it. As you know, our final number on each of these programs is one we believe is true to the traditions and spirit of the West. Today, we're presenting a song written by Sid Robin and Foy Willing, Where the Cool, Clear Water Spills. And we walked along the river Where the cool, clear water There's a pretty spot in Texas where I long once more to be, where the mountains touch the river that hurries out to sea. It was there I took my darling down among the rippling rills, and we walked along the river. The cool, clear waters fill. Cool, clear water. Clear water. And we walked along the river where the cool, clear waters Where it all comes back to me Of that stroll along the river That lonely memory And I know that she's still waiting Down among the daffodils And we'll walk along the river Where the cool, clear waters spill about it for this time, friends. We hope you'll be with us again next week. Before we go, we'd like to thank Martha Wentworth, Herb Butterfield, and Byron Kane for helping us tell our story. This is Foy Willing, speaking for the Riders of the Purple Sage, saying so long and good luck to all of you. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. 
From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. The script was by Ray Wilson, direction by Scott Farnworth. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking. All-Star Western Theater was recorded earlier and came to you from Columbia Square. This...